Welcome back to another episode of NFL Study Hall. I'm Cade Chumsland here in the PBA Warren Library on the third floor. It's great to be back on campus. Looking forward to another school year, but the show must go on. I've been seeing some great preseason action this week. Rookie quarterbacks looking good. Just saw Trey Lance yesterday do really nice as well. So a lot of great things we're looking forward to in the 2021 season. But for right now, we must continue my regular season rankings, this time for the NFC. Just like we did last week, we're going to go backwards from the offseason grades. And I'm going to start with the NFC West, a very stacked NFC West as well. I've got all these teams at least winning 10 or more games out of a 17-game season. We'll get to the individual ones in just a second. First, the Seattle Seahawks, after putting down an impressive 12-4 and record out of a 16-game season, their division looks a little tougher than it did last year. I have them going 11-6. and San Francisco is now healthy. I think they'll make uh, give Seattle a run for their money. The Rams just got a brand new quarterback and still another healthy defense. I think they'll be extremely good. And Arizona beat them once last year too. But I still think the Seahawks have a fantastic team. Their defense, they're, they've tried to beef up a little bit. Offensive line, they beefed up a little bit. So I think they're going in the right direction. But their off games, besides their division, are also looking pretty tough. The first two weeks in particular, they got to play the AFC South uh, powerhouses at Indianapolis and then come home for Tennessee again. None of those games will be any easy. Minnesota in week three gave Seattle a run for their money. And then you're back at San Francisco, then a Rams game Thursday night at Pittsburgh, home for a Monday night game against New Orleans. That's the first six weeks, and that's going to really see if, if Seattle's legit. After the bye week, they go to Green Bay. And let me tell you, after November 1st, playing in Green Bay is one of the toughest fields in the NFL. I'm not super high on Seattle in that game either. Few weeks later, they are at Washington for a Monday night football game. They might handle that one a little bit better, but still, Washington end of November is going to be a cold place to play. The rest of their season dwindles down a little bit. You get to play Houston, Chicago, and Detroit, uh, but then in between those, you got San Francisco, the LA Rams, and the Arizona Cardinals. So it's going to be an up and down season for Seattle. I still think I have a really good team. The greatest thing about Seattle is in previous years they've shown to come out to a hot start. And with the schedule that their first week, six weeks is giving them, they're going to need that hot start. And I hope they just are able to keep it down the road. And I hope they're just able to keep it down the road. We're going to move on now to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I am pretty high on this team now that they're all completely healthy. And the way Trey Lance has been looking this preseason, I hope he gets the starting job week one. I've got the San Francisco 49ers going 12-5. and five. As the same for the Seattle Seahawks, the the San Francisco 49ers will have to play the NFC North, which includes Green Bay and Minnesota, as well as the AFC South, which includes Indianapolis and Tennessee. First few games are pretty easy, Detroit and Philadelphia, but then you're right there to Green Bay, Seattle, and Arizona before the bye. And then after the bye, you have to play Indianapolis, 
Later, they have a really critical Monday night football game against the Rams. That's in San Francisco, so that will help. But then to finish off the year, you got tough tasks against Atlanta at Tennessee on a Thursday night game, Houston, and then the finishing touch at the LA Rams. That might even decide the division depending on how things go in the regular season. Not a ton of tall tasks outside of their division. You got Green Bay and Indianapolis and Tennessee. I think they're their toughest challenges. Uh, but otherwise, other than that, I mean, Detroit, Philadelphia, Chicago, Minnesota, Houston. I'm seeing a lot of easier games for the 49ers. The biggest thing for them is they have to stay healthy. That defense has to stay healthy. That offensive line has to stay healthy. Kittle must stay healthy if Trey Lance is going to do well. I love Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on the outside, but Kittle is going to be their main weapon. If he doesn't stay healthy, this season might be ruined for the San Francisco 49ers. If everything goes well injury-wise, this will be a team to be reckoned with. I'm going 12-5 and for the San Francisco 49ers. After an 8-8 average season last year and barely missing the playoffs, the Arizona Cardinals are ready for a brand new year. Brand new, healthy year. Kyler Murray's getting better and better. Now you have an extra weapon in A.J. Green. J.J. Watt will hopefully play pretty soon. Malcolm Butler is now back there. Rodney Hudson is on the offensive line. This team is just trying to stack up with the rest of their division, honestly. I think they will do a little bit better, though. In a 17-game season, I've got the Arizona Cardinals finishing at 10-7. and You look at the teams they got to play. We'll see how good they are. They're at Tennessee their very first week. Later, after playing the Rams and the San Francisco 49ers, it's at Cleveland. Two weeks later, it's a Thursday night football game home against the Green Bay Packers. Then you've got San Francisco and Seattle again. Their bye comes in pretty late, around week 12. And then a big Monday night football game home against the LA Rams. A few weeks later, the Indianapolis Colts. And then they finish it off with a home game against the Seattle Seahawks. So it's going to be every other week of tough games for the Arizona Cardinals, and they're just going to have to grind out for the entire season. I'm really not seeing a a stretch of games where the Arizona Cardinals can maybe take it off. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle every single week for the Arizona Cardinals. But I think they're up to the task. We saw them play some great games against the Seattle Seahawks, against the LA Rams last year, and I think they're ready. It's whether they can draw it out for the end of the year because I think the rest of their division is going to be able to do that, especially the Rams and 49ers. I still like what I see from the Arizona Cardinals. I think a 10-7 and record will be very nice for them. Unfortunately, with the rest of their stacked division and with the rest of the NFC, I unfortunately have them finishing 8th out of the playoffs in the National Football Conference. We'll get to who I have in the wild card later, but a 10-7 and record for the Arizona Cardinals. Last, and who I think is the best in this stacked NFC West, is the LA Rams. After 10-6 and last year with Jared Goff, you bring in Matthew Stafford, the veteran, along with Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell, the rookie. The weapons are even greater than they were in previous years. I have the Rams at 14-3. and Now, they have a very tough schedule. I'm not even going to lie. The Rams have a tough schedule. But they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers late last year. They beat the Seattle Seahawks. They're beating good teams. And now they're even better on offense with a brand new quarterback. They'll do extremely well. Let's get into their uh, schedule real quick at Indianapolis. Then home for Tampa Bay in weeks two and three. Thursday night football on October 7th at Seattle. November 7th, they've got Tennessee. 
then a Monday night football game at San Francisco, then a bye, then November 28th, we're at Green Bay. Later, you got another Monday night football game, December 13th at the Arizona Cardinals, and then January 2nd, one of their biggest tasks at Baltimore. So outside of their division, you've got Indianapolis, you've got Tennessee, but then you've got the big powerhouses of Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and Baltimore, two out of the three of those being away games. It's not going to be easy for the LA Rams, but I like that I have them, when I went week by week, I had the Rams beating Tampa Bay, beating Green Bay, and beating Baltimore. I think they can do it. I think this team is ready to play in 2021, 14-3, Second in the NFC. I'll get to my number one later. Moving on, the NFC East. First off, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I am hype on where this team is going. I love what they did this offseason. I love who they drafted. But I look at their schedule again. I look at what young players they have, and I still don't think they're ready. They finished 4-11-1 in a 16-game season. In 17-game season, I only have them at 4-13. and You look at their division, the Giants are healthy and looking good. The Washington football team now is a new quarterback with a similar defense, and they look really good. The Dallas Cowboys didn't really do much in the offseason, but they're all healthy. Dak is back, Ezekiel Elliott's back, and they will be a threat to mess with as well. Outside of their division, the Philadelphia Eagles start off at Atlanta, then come home to face San Francisco. Then it's a straight Monday night football game to Dallas. Then Kansas City, two weeks later, it's a Thursday night football game in Tampa against Tampa Bay. November 7th, LA Chargers. November 21st, the New Orleans Saints. It's just going to be a grind for Philadelphia, even outside of their division. Their last four games are all against the division. Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas. All of those will be tough games as well to see how they finish up. I don't really like their matchups against outside of their division, and I'm not even sure I like their matchups within the division. I like a four and I like a four and thirteen record with a young Philadelphia team that's moving in the right direction. Grab some more veteran players on the offensive side, particularly for Jalen Hurts to throw to, and you guys are looking great in the upcoming years. The New York Giants finished last year six and ten, six and ten without Saquon Barkley. With Saquon Barkley and this schedule, I only have them at 7-10. and 10. I don't really see a lot more progress from what I saw last year with the New York Giants, even though I know they really jacked up that defense. They've helped the offensive line, but I can't see them winning some of these games. Atlanta, I think, is going to be really good. New Orleans is still a tough task. But then the LA Rams, a Monday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs, another Monday night game at Tampa Bay. There's two away Monday night football games, have no chance of winning those. Then at Miami, at the Chargers. Later, they've got Philadelphia, Chicago, Washington will be an easier finish than most. But holy away games they have to play this year. Their second week is at Washington on a Thursday night football game. They've got a boatload of primetime away games. I do not see this young team winning any of those. I'm sorry, Giants fans, but this schedule is too tough for me to go anywhere higher than 7-10. and 10. The Dallas Cowboys. These guys are just the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think I can put a solid adjective to the Dallas Cowboys right now other than confusing. 
I don't know what to think of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if they're the Super Bowl contending team we thought they were last year or the lazy team we actually saw last year. After 6-10 and 10, without Dak Prescott for the second third of the season, didn't really do much in the offseason, I have them going 6-11. and 11. I, I just can't see them pulling any further away. First game at Tampa Bay. Second game at the field, at the LA Chargers. Then they have a few easy games that I think they can win. But then after their bye, it's at Minnesota. That's going to be tough. Two weeks later, Atlanta. At Kansas City. At New Orleans. Two weeks after that. Then you're boom, boom with Washington every other week. Finish it off with Arizona in the second to last week. Man, I think they can do well. I could potentially see this team going 9-8. and nine and eight. But they have not shown me in the past that they can pull out an entire season outside of Dax and Ezekiel Elliott's rookie year. Six and eleven, I think, is gonna is an average estimate, but this team could go either way with the way I see the rest of the division and the rest of the National Football League. The NFC North, another sad division outside of one team. The Detroit Lions, after finishing five and eleven last year, with arguably one of the worst offenses in the NFL, I have them going 1-16, again, with one of the worst, or if not the worst, offenses in the NFL. I do not trust Jared Goff. You lost all four of your top wide receivers. You brought in a whole new offensive, or you brought in a whole new coaching line in Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, and Anthony Lynn, and your division has Green Bay, Minnesota, and a Chicago team that has a really good Justin Fields. Outside of your division, the Detroit Lions are going to have to go face other playoff contenders. Their first three weeks, get this, home against San Francisco, at Green Bay for a Monday night football game, home against Baltimore. There's three losses. At Chicago, potential loss. At Minnesota, loss. Cincinnati, that'll be a great young fight. At the LA Rams, no chance. Move on down to the bottom of the line. Middle of the season at Cleveland. You finish the year, Arizona, at Atlanta, at Seattle, Green Bay. I don't see them winning any of those games. New coaching staff brought in some brought in some decent players. Not enough to change my mind about how their season's going to go. 1-16, and 16, right up there with them Houston Texans for the Detroit Lions. Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has looked great. Also drafting Tevin Jenkins. You, you sign a boatload of defensive players who will definitely get that defense hopefully back to what it, year, it was in years past. I have, the, I have the Chicago Bears at 4 and 13. This is one of the records that I'm most concerned about in the NFC. Because with a Mitchell Trubisky and a Nick Foles trading places the previous year, they went 8 and 8, which absolutely shocked me. Now they have Justin Fields, who I think is better than both of those previous quarterbacks with arguably a better defense. And I went week by week and I found the Chicago Bears at 4-13. and 13. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. But it's the only record I have for them that fits the rest of the NFC that I'm most confident about. Let's go at them with their big games. You're at the LA Rams first, two weeks later at Cleveland. Middle of the season, you got at Tampa Bay, San Francisco, at Pittsburgh for a Monday Night Football game, Baltimore, Arizona, Seattle, and Green Bay twice. 
I mean, that is a rough schedule, guys. That is a that is a boatload of work to deal with all throughout the season. You don't even have any stretches to break on because you're going to run into a Green Bay or a Minnesota or one of your other ridiculous teams. Chicago Bears are right in that giant category of young talent, young potential talent. But for 2021, I see a lot more veteran teams making runs at the playoffs. And speaking of which, the Green Bay Packers are right are going to be right where they were the previous year. In 2020, the Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers Packers, as one might say, went 13 and 3. After another disappointing offseason, which I thought they had last year, I'm again going to put them at 14 and 3. An extra game to the regular season, an extra win for the Green Bay Packers. Their division is fairly easy. Chicago, Detroit, no problem. Minnesota Maybe can hook you, hick you uh, maybe can give you a hiccup one game, but otherwise shouldn't be a problem. You start at New Orleans, might be a difficult one. The big ones for me are going to be the NFC West teams: San Francisco, Arizona, Seattle, the LA Rams. Outside of that, you also have to play the AFC North, which includes Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland. Outside of those two insane divisions. You've also got to play Washington and Kansas City. Tough, tough schedule, I must say, for the Green Bay Packers. But I also thought that that last year when I had Green Bay ranked third in my toughest schedules. They proved me wrong at 13-3. I expect them to prove me wrong at 14-3. The Minnesota Vikings finished 7-9 the previous year. They draft an amazing offensive lineman, Christian Darsaw. They signed a couple great defensive players, Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods. I have them going 5-12. and 12. Another team that, I not, that I'm not sure I have the record correct, and then I look at their division, and then I look at their schedule again, and I'm more confident. Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore, Chargers, Green Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Rams, Green Bay again. All of those teams I just mentioned are most likely losses for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, can they get more than five games? I absolutely think they can. Chicago and Detroit, they played each of those teams twice. There's four potential wins right off the bat. Their first game is at Cincinnati. I think that's a dub. You also have to play Carolina. That should be a good one. Dallas, that might be a W there. So I think there's definitely potential but let's just say you lose one of those games to, say, Chicago. So there's only three wins. Let's just say you lose to Dallas or you lose to Cincinnati. There's only maybe four or five wins right there. This schedule has been tough for the NFC North. And Minnesota has some equally tough outside games, 5-12s and 12s for the Vikings. The NFC South, a tale of two teams. Or should I say a tale of two sets of teams? We have a stretch of 3 and 14 and 4 and 13 compared to a 12 and 5 and 15 and 2 record split. Starting with the worst, the Carolina Panthers. Now I know people are hyped on them with all the things they did this offseason with getting Sam Darnold, with drafting JC Horn. They did equally as much the previous year. Christian McCaffrey went down, and they finished 5-11. Thankfully, Christian McCaffrey's healthy now, but I think their schedule and division is still equally tough. 
Atlanta, I am hyped on this year. They're healthy. They've got an amazing offense. Their defense has the talent and the turnover ratio to play good D. New Orleans is also the New Orleans isn't going to go away no matter who they have at quarterback. And Tampa Bay just won a Super Bowl. Outside of that, Carolina Panthers are equally looking as grimace. Arizona Cardinals, Washington football team, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. The one chance I do give them, the one primetime game they have actually, is at the Houston Texans Thursday Night Football Week 3. I think that's an easy dub. So there is definitely potential, but there is a lot of games that they are going to grimace at. I don't trust Sam Darnold to lead this team. 3-14 and 14, Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints. I mean, they did not do enough to help themselves out with a non-Drew Brees New Orleans Saints. 4-13 and 13 for the Saints. Let's look at their schedule. First game is Green Bay Packers. Ugh. At Washington in Week 5. Week 7 at Seattle for a Monday Night Football game. Then later the Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills. Week 16, Miami football. Miami... Week 16, Miami Dolphins Monday Night Football game. There is definitely potential here for wins. You have to play the NFC East. They also have to play the AFC East, which includes the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Both of those could be victories. I'm going to keep it safe, though, and say they're going to lose more than they win. I got the Saints at 4-13. and 13. Finally, we got our two top teams of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons at 12 and 5. This may come to a shock to a lot of people, but I've said it all offseason. I'm hyped on what the Atlanta Falcons have been doing, and now they're all healthy. They all are ready to play. Even though they finished 4 and 12 last year, the New Orleans Saints are good, but weaker. Outside of that, I have the Atlanta Falcons as the easiest schedule in the NFC. After having the hardest schedule on my list in the entire National Football League, I've got the Atlanta Falcons as the easiest. Outside of their division, which includes Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Carolina, the only other difficult games on the schedule for the Falcons I have are Washington. I think they can put up a fight there. Miami, equally good fight. New England, that's a dub, although it is primetime. And the San Francisco 49ers. And the Buffalo Bills. Both of those, I think, are probably losses, but great battles. But that's it. Maybe five games that are giving them are going to give the Atlanta Falcons trouble outside of their division. Tampa Bay, that's going to be that's going to be tough. You got to play all four quarters, which they did not do late last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New Orleans are weak. Carolina Panthers are too young with a bad leader. I think the Atlanta Falcons could maybe even go higher than 12 and 5, but 13 and 4 just sounds wrong for this type of Atlanta Falcons team. I think 12 and 5 is a solid, solid record and puts them clear into the playoffs. Finally, you know who you've been waiting for. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After having another perfect offseason, this time not losing anybody instead of not gaining anybody, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 15 and 2. There's no one in their division who can seriously challenge their position outside of the Atlanta Falcons. And then the rest of their schedule is fairly easy, but a few challenges as well. At the LA Rams, playing Miami, at Washington, at Indianapolis, and Buffalo. 
think those five games will give them a little bit of trouble, but something they should be able to easily handle. So after the entire NFC ranking, this is how we match up. The Seattle Seahawks at 7, the Atlanta Falcons at 6, San Francisco 49ers at 5, division winners of Washington, Green Bay, the LA Rams, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the number one overall seat. Those matchups will then be the LA Rams and Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers and Atlanta Falcons, Washington football team, and the San Francisco 49ers. I'll give you my playoff picture matchups as well as my Super Bowl winners this Thursday, along with some titles I'd like to give. Have a good week, y'all. Peace.